Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined Podcast. I am Asani Brogan, owner of Asani Coaching Services, and I am here to discuss should you embrace African spirituality? Is this right for you embracing one of the many African spiritual systems that are practiced throughout the African diaspora? That is the question. So I am starting this episode by first giving you an understanding of the process of what going into African spirituality looks like. So I'm not discussing what it is in this episode, but more so I want to give you an understanding of what the process of going into African spirituality looks like for someone who has never practiced this system before. So i.e. if you were not born into an African spiritual system and you decide to embrace it later on in life or you're thinking about doing so, it's very important for you to understand the process of what it looks like because it is not like the average religion that you go into. This is a commitment. It can be lifelong. It is meant to be a lifelong commitment, pretty much just like anything else when it comes to embracing a spiritual practice or what have you. However, it is it is not necessarily lifelong for everyone who chooses such a practice simply because things change, people change, and there are so many dynamics that are involved in, in African spirituality in particular, especially in the society that we live in. So I did a previous episode in season one where I discussed some of the disadvantages of practicing African spirituality. Those things are real and they can absolutely cause you to not full-on embrace an African spiritual system or if you start to go down the path of embracing an African spiritual system they can likewise turn you away from it many people have done that I met so many people who were practicing and they had gotten all the paraphernalia and they were really deeply into it but something occurred in their life that made them stop practicing for whatever reason that they chose to do so there are so many reasons that people can um, turn away from such a practice likewise any other religious system so it's not unique to african spirituality the unique thing about our spiritual practices is that they look a whole lot different than the abrahamic religions that have come to be acceptable parts of society whereas our indigenous and traditional spiritual systems were very much so acceptable in society years before you know colonization and slavery and things like that so let me go ahead and jump into this part of the discussion first and in the second part i really want to get into some questions that i usually take people through when they are considering embracing an african spiritual system now first and foremost you need to understand that going into african spirituality is very much so akin to getting married it is a step-by-step process that requires different layers of rites of passage. So it's not as simple as just saying, 
I want to practice this. I'll go and get baptized or make some type of confession. And then I am grafting in, so to speak, into this form of religion. And I just start practicing. That's not how it operates most often in African spiritual systems. Now, there are some forms of folk magic like the hoodoo systems and things like that where yeah they're more on that local level where you just decide to practice you don't need to even talk to someone if you decide that you want to practice who do you can kind of do self-study and be off and do your own thing but most other systems that are very much so organized and based around deities do require a higher level of commitment and a little bit of a different approach so going with this concept i'm going to use a marriage as an analogy of what the process looks like so the first stage will be that courtship phase whereby you are learning about the system you're getting to know it um and understand what that system is and how you should interact with it during that particular stage it is best absolutely best for you to work with someone and talk to different individuals mentors maybe priests and priestesses within the system definitely gathering your knowledge your resources about the system kind of in that courtship phase is that meeting the family type of phase or dynamic right it's embedded in there so for someone going into an african spiritual system this looks like you being introduced systematically to your spiritual team if it is done in a systematic and orderly way which is usually the best way for the average person so what that may look like is first you being introduced to your ancestral spirits you don't need someone to necessarily take you through this process though you may need to learn about this process because it is very very critical to understand your ancestors and how to interact with them in a right way so that they can help you along your journey and i talk about this extensively in many platforms i absolutely have a book that i wrote about this so you can learn more about that process there um after you start to interact with your ancestors and then maybe you've connected with a priest or a priestess or someone that can do divination for you in which case you can then begin to learn about the other spirits that are working with you now there's a bit of controversy here as to whether you absolutely need someone else to tell you this information or if you can connect with your spirits on your own i know from personal experience that both can absolutely occur so i connected with some of my spirits and i knew about those spirits and understood that these particular spirits were working with me prior to ever having divination performed i just knew no spirit ever really came to me in a vision or a dream and announced him or herself and said hey i am this individual spirit and i am your 
head or reacher for instance or i'm a spirit that is working with you however there are people who do have those types of experiences and i absolutely believe those people i've had some of my clients tell me that they've had such experiences that's not foreign to me it is not unbelievable to me because i've had um i have had introductions to spirits not deities so Part of my spiritual team, which you would call your astral mates or your egg bay or room in the Yoruba system, I've had members of that group of spirits come to me and introduce themselves to me in dreamlike states or visions, etc. So I do know that those things exist. I don't discount anybody who says that they have those types of experiences. I do ask people to examine those experience, experiences thoroughly though because you know your mind can sometimes play tricks on you especially if you read about a spirit a lot and you learn so much information about that spirit and of course you fall asleep etc and it is easy for you to have certain dreams because your subconscious mind is then playing on what happened when you were in your wakeful state those things can occur too so that being said that is definitely one way that you can connect with your spirits. Um, the more traditional way is definitely going to get divination, understanding maybe who your head orisha is, or just getting a general reading and figuring out what spirits that you need to interact with. When I first started interacting in the Haitian system, I learned about so many different spirits that were working with me. And it wasn't a surprise to me um, whatsoever, just because I knew already that I had a very, very strong, replete, thorough spiritual team um, of different energies that were working with me on a consistent basis i could feel those energies working with me and sometimes i would even know just i still know sometimes when certain spirits need to be fed before i even go and do my monthly readings or what have you i will know what spirits need to be fed that information and knowledge just comes to me so i am very intuitive and i likewise know quite a few people who are very intuitive so that's why i said i don't dismiss the notion that spirits do come to people and they introduce themselves in that way um, when I started to work with the E5 system, very similar experience there as well that you, so many different spirits came into my purview. I wasn't one who was gung-ho about knowing who my head Orisha was. I figured that information would come when it came and it did. And yeah, I'm definitely grateful for it. And I worked with my head Orisha in different capacities, etc but that wasn't my main emphasis in just going to to get a reading but that is part of the process when you start to get divination different spirits will come up and basically speak to you through that process and tell you what you need to do in different capacities beyond understanding the spirits that are specifically on your spiritual team it's also very important during this phase for you to get to know about the pantheon of spirits that you will be working with within 
a specific system if you're looking at one system or just even globally because honestly the energies are, are, are for typo right the sun is the sun no matter what the moon is the moon no matter what it's one sun one moon regardless of what you call that energy and so i pretty much take that particular approach though i know that each system has its own naming patterns etc for different energies and those types of things are good to know as well i do like referring to energies by their specific name because a person's name or an energy's name is their power that's pretty much their primary source so that's important that's another phase of this and it looks quite a bit different again than you know some of the other systems especially where they they are considered to be monotheistic where you only have to pretty much know about one or a couple of names when it comes to deities or what have you, you may learn about historical figures within that religion or that system beyond the deities but that's usually not an absolute requirement or what have you now the next phase in this process will be pretty much like an engagement stage engagement whereby you um kind of make that commitment that you are going to get married so for someone going into an African spiritual system, this would maybe look like you setting up an altar or getting shrines or spirit pots, depending on the system that you work in, a lakey beads, or some type of dedicated space. Even if it's going out and working with crystals, if you don't want to work with a specific priest or priestess throughout your spiritual journey, you may just go and get different crystals that are associated with the particular energies that you work with or you know that work with you or you even want to work with i'm not really particular on that pathway whereby you choose to work with a spirit and then you just start to go out and get paraphernalia and begin working with that spirit i've talked about that before as well so i'm not going to get too deep in it here but that's not really the, the traditional way to go you want to find out what spirits are working with you you don't select the spirits the spirits select you so even if they come to you in a dream or a vision for instance then yeah you have the right or free reign to go ahead and set up an altar space to begin working with that energy but again it shouldn't be i just like the spirit right so it's a mutual relationship that goes on in that particular process just like an engagement right you don't just walk down the street and you see somebody that you like and then you just all of a sudden say i'm just going to connect with this person without you consulting with that person to know if they want to connect with you or not all right so once you've gone through that process of kind of fixing your space and getting yourself ready to connect with your spiritual team on a higher level, but some people, it stops right there where they just kind of get their altars and they work with their deities without necessarily taking that next step. Some spiritual systems don't even involve that next step, especially for the general population of practitioners within the system so for instance like the haitian voodoo system doesn't involve a phase of initiation hoodoo and gula Geechee and some of those other systems don't really involve these types of processes and so that next stage would be equivalent to the actual marriage itself which is initiation for some 
people. That's when you make that bond or that true, you know, lifelong commitment to dedicating yourself to that spirit or that energy, right? But just like a marriage, it needs maintenance as well because it can be neglected, though you're still bonded with that spirit for life. There's no, you know, divorce, so to speak, in a spiritual connection of that kind when you go and get initiated. And even some practices like the Haitian voodoo do involve marriage to Lua, but that's a whole nother topic that hopefully I'll get an opportunity to really shed light on in a different episode. So marriage is kind of that ultimate phase but or initiation rather it's kind of that ultimate phase where you are making that lifelong commitment but it's just that it's initiation initiation means start of something just like when you have a wedding itself right the, the wedding is pretty much akin to the initiation process the wedding is not the marriage okay and likewise initiation is not the full-blown relationship with your spirits it's just the process of starting or kicking that phase off then you actually live the life you work with your spirits and you do the necessary necessary spiritual rituals and ceremonies and other things that you need to do in order to maintain a salient relationship with your energies and likewise there's another phase of procreation just like when a couple has children so the procreation phase is basically that production phase when you begin to create something a better way of life an improved way of life for you when you connect with that energy on such a high level where you start to manifest your life you can even completely change the dynamics the direction of your life you start to produce things that are consistent with your destiny and with living within sound moral character okay so those are basically the steps or part of the process of embracing an african spiritual system i chose to go through this particular example so that you understand that this is not something that you should just go and pick up and then put down at the whim it can take a while this process can take years especially for someone who decides to get initiated some people don't and you don't have to get initiated in order to practice within an african spiritual system that is a personal choice though i know some people will argue and say you know the spirits say for you to initiate you're supposed to initiate even if that is the case, you still have a personal choice. They will never force you to initiate if that's not something that you choose to do in this life experience. So with that being said, you know, this is something to consider that you will be going through a pathway that involves many different layers in different steps. It is not something to be taken lightly, just as a marriage is not something to be taken lightly so these are the things that you need to understand about the process now to answer the question should you embrace an african spiritual practice there are a number of questions that you need to ask yourself 
before you even start off that courtship phase, right? Even learning about it that can help you to make a sound or a resolute decision in this regards because it is not for everyone and i've talked about that too in a previous episode there are many things that you need to know about and consider as i just mentioned beyond even what i just discussed that was just kind of the icing on the cake to give you a general broad overview of what the process looks like there are some specific questions that you need to ask yourself in order for you to make a sound decision when choosing this path and i will discuss those questions shortly right after we get back from this quick break tune in now to enjoy the dynamic afro dance hall vibes of atakai by ja west available on spotify Apple Music, Deezer, and more. Sponsored by Afro Music 22, Afro Vibes, where rhythm thrives. Now let's dig into some of the questions that are good for you to ask yourself before you decide to full on embrace an African spiritual practice. Um, one of the first things I always ask my clients is what is the purpose? What is your end goal? What do you plan to achieve by embracing an African spiritual system? Because for me, this is the telltale sign of whether it's even right for you or not. I meet so many people who want to go into African spirituality for different purposes. Some people want to embrace it for their spiritual heritage. They want to connect back with the practices of their ancestors. Some people want to improve their lives. Some people just say, hey, I was called into it. And I just know that this is the right path for me. In my personal opinion, all of those are really good reasons to choose to embrace an African spiritual system. However, on the opposite end of that, I likewise get people who say that they want to get some spell work done or they want to just improve like one aspect of their life. For instance, they may be looking to find a mate or something like that. They basically want a love spell or, you know, to improve some area of their life that that's just their primary or only focus they're not really interested in developing themselves and going to that next level with their spirituality now i'm not saying that that's a wrong reason to go in into a spiritual practice but i am absolutely saying that that needs to be examined on a much higher level if you are just going to get some type of spell work or you need some help in a particular area of your life it's not a wise idea to embrace a full system just for that you can absolutely interact with an african spiritual system without ever practicing it full on that is perfectly acceptable people from all religious backgrounds do this okay i have gotten spiritual work performed for christians for muslims and people of other religious 
backgrounds just because they need help in a particular area at a certain time in their life experience and that is so perfectly okay i don't think it's a wise idea for you to go into such a practice and do all of these things go through these motions when all you want is help with a particular problem in your life it is not necessary the spirits are not going to shame you or hold you accountable they will act actually help you if that's what you come to them for if your spiritual practices are meeting your needs otherwise and you just want to come to an african spiritual system to get some type of um work done to help you out with something it's probably a good idea for you to continue with your system that you're working with and just interact with that african spiritual system to get the work that you need done you will pay for the services that you receive so there's no guilt involved in that only if you're trying to use someone or abuse someone by coming into an african spiritual system but this is again going back to that example i gave before like this process is akin to that of a marriage process you are not expected to go into an african spiritual system lightheartedly it's similar to you choosing to date a person versus you going into a full-blown marriage with a person from the offset of a connection most people take time to get to know that person they date that individual i use the term courtship in my previous example because that's what that looks like when you're going into an african spiritual system courtship is different than dating courtship you're going into that situation with the full-on intent of that being a long-term commitment whereas dating you're just kind of trying to see what's up right and as we know everybody that you date or you hook up with is not somebody that you marry or that you even plan to marry from the offset it just may be somebody that interests you and you have a passing relationship with but most of us who've had any experience in the romantic world know that everybody who you date is not somebody who is marriage material same thing when it comes to embracing an african spiritual system guys just because you need something from that system at a particular time doesn't mean that you need to go out and connect and have this full-on relationship with the system because just like if you choose to jump into a marriage with somebody who is only dating material or hookup material that situation will probably fizzle out really really quickly and it can result in some negative things occurring that could be really detrimental for your holistic well-being especially if you choose the wrong type of person that can take you through the ringer right same way if you decide you want to connect with the spirits um for you know not so benevolent purposes in which case you can easily connect with the wrong types of spirits and you can go through the ringer because you're not embracing the system for the right reason so do be careful with that but your reasons are your reasons i'm not necessarily going to say that any reason or right is wrong my purpose in this conversation is for you to think about that you know start to really meditate on it what do i plan to get out of this experience 
What do I desire to get out of this experience? What do I desire to put into this experience? Etc. Etc. The same way that you would think long and hard before you got married to someone. The next question that you should ask yourself before you decide to embrace an African spiritual system is do you have the time and the dedication to commit to such a practice? So African spirituality can require a lot of time. I know I've stated it so many different times and in different ways on in many different platforms. So not even just on this podcast, but also in blog articles and posts, etc., etc. This is not a practice where you just maybe go to a service once a week and you're done. Not someone who is fully who has fully embraced the system and wants to be a true devotee and or initiate at some point of the system most of the time you are interacting with spirits on a daily basis this is usually a requirement right so you may be giving offerings you may be doing sacrifices um ritual work ceremonies that can take quite a bit of your time it's easy to spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour or more per day engaged in your spiritual practices whenever you embrace an African spiritual system, depending on which one you embrace. Again, folk level magic like the hoodoo doesn't take as much energy and time away from us as other more established systems but those systems can still require quite a bit of time and energy likewise that you may not be used to giving it just kind of depends on your dedication and your commitment and the previous spiritual system that you were working with a religious system right so some people you know are very dedicated and maybe even hold high level positions in religious organizations like the church so it may not be anything to them it may even be less work to deal with an African spiritual system if you had a high level commitment to your church whereby you know you were going every day some people go to church every day for different reasons some people serve on so many different committees and work in different areas of their church so it may be nothing whatsoever for them to transition into an african-based spiritual system some people are very ritualistic even outside of a religious system that was me i've always been very very ritualistic so it was nothing for me personally to transition into working with the african spiritual system it's just that my rituals um transition and they looked a little bit different than what i was doing previously but you know ritual is a ritual at the end of the day for me but this is something to definitely think about because again we're comparing this to a marriage guys so think about the dynamics that it takes for you to commit to one person and be with this one person all the time every day as in a marriage situation versus you just kind of casually encountering people through dating or hooking up with individuals here and there is significantly different it's very different to wake up to someone every day live in a house with them see them every single day not necessarily 24 hours a day but definitely every day and night that's very important for you to think about and to consider do you have that amount of time? Do you have the commitment to dedicate yourself 
to such a practice because if you don't it's really not a good idea for you to choose to full-on embrace an african spiritual system again it doesn't mean that you cannot interact with that system when you need certain things from time to time or even you know embrace certain aspects of the system I encourage people to basically stick with their ancestors if they don't want to full-on deal with the deities. This is one of the reasons why I always say, you know, start with your ancestors because there is no commitment that you have to make as far as doing things on a set schedule or time, etc., etc. when working with your ancestors. You can choose that dynamic. Absolutely, I personally do. But it is not necessary when working with your ancestors. It's a whole lot more of a free space where you can kind of get to it whenever you want to you feel like i'm not suggesting that's the way you should do it um because it's definitely not the way that i do it but it is possible for you to still enjoy spiritual practice and just work with your ancestors and do it whenever you you know kind of feel like it or have the time without making a major commitment versus going out connecting with spiritual energies and then having to deal with those forces on a very very high level very very different guys okay so those are the first two questions that you should ask yourself when you're considering embracing an african spiritual system i'm going to take a quick break and after that i'll come back and discuss two more questions that are very important to ask when you're deciding on embracing an African spiritual system. Ancestor veneration is central to many traditional spiritual practices around the world. It's a way to honor and remember those who came before us. It's also a way to connect with our ancestors and learn from them. In my book, I reveal the intricacies of these rituals, as well as their historical context and how you can benefit from them in your daily life. So get your copy of Connecting with Your Ancestors, a practical guide for living a destiny-driven life now at Amazon.com. Beyond time and dedication, another very important question that you need to ask yourself is if you have the proper physical resources to practice within an African spiritual system, right? I know you may be thinking, well, this is spirituality. Spirituality is supposed to be free, etc., etc. Do understand that there is nothing in the spiritual realm that is free, okay, guys? Even when it comes to faiths like Christianity and you are praying or fasting and things like that, those are forms of payment. Those are forms of offering something to spirit. So you have to really think about that concept when it comes to African spirituality, even on a higher level. Because what I mean by physical resources, I am talking about finances, that's money of course, um, the space also to practice within an African spiritual system, as well as ritual tools, resources, etc., etc. But primarily all of this boils down to having the proper amount of money to practice, right? I discussed this notion in one of my blog posts before, I think it's titled, you know, the cost of practicing African spirituality, where I talked about the financial aspects of 
practicing within an African spiritual system. I plan to do a podcast episode about that as well. That particular article discussed not only the financial resources, but other things that are involved as far as cost of practicing within an African spiritual system. But I do want you to know that it can be quite absorbing. It can be expensive to practice within ATR, especially if you're getting divination performed on a regular basis and you are um, doing sacrifices. Ebo, as they call it in the EFA system, but it could be, you know, within any system. It can be quite expensive to practice within an African spiritual system. I'm not saying that to put you off, but for you to understand that it is not free, okay? You will have to put in some efforts. So definitely it's going to cost you financially. It's also going to cost you some physical effort because you will also be doing ritual work and ceremonies as I mentioned before. So that's part of your time and your dedication but also your physical energy that you will be utilizing in order to do your daily sacrifices and offerings, etc., etc. I should say daily offerings versus daily sacrifices because sacrifice is more like um, giving some type of blood, animal blood, etc. But whereas offerings typically involve non-animal-based products, okay? Either way it goes, all those things cost money. Even if you're a solo practitioner, it will still cost you money to give offerings. If you're just giving offerings to your ancestors, you have to go out and buy the materials that you use for offerings. Okay, the, the coffee, the um, juice, if you give juice or food, what have you. Those things require you to pay for them. So it is something to think about. Another important part of this dynamic is your physical space. Do you have an area within your home or another dwelling in which to set up icons and things like that? Because if you work within a system that does require you to get different icons for different spirits, that can take up a lot of space, right? Um, and even in voodoo where people set up their own altars, typically, they have a full room dedicated to different altars for their deities or whatnot. So it can require quite a bit of physical space for you to practice within an ATR. It doesn't have to be a full room, but you do need a space to set up your different deities or what have you. So this is definitely something to think about because it is part of the practice, especially if you're connected to multiple energies whether you set up your own personal altar to these spirits or whether you go and get you know like a ritual pot so what have you you need the space to, to set them up properly in whatever area you choose to do so most people do this in their home or outside of their home some people may do it in a different space where they you know rent it or dedicate it to working with their spiritual team it just depends on what you choose to do and ritual items and tools so this is important likewise beyond the financial cost of them will you be able to acquire them based on where you live so if you're practicing a system that's not common in your region this is likewise something for you to really give some thought to as far as can you access those things on a regular basis um i can give you an example right now i am having a whole lot of issues acquiring bitter cola nut or cola nut 
to do some of my ritual work with Ifa. When I first started, I didn't, but I don't know if it has to do with these shipping dynamics and so forth and so on that have been going on as late with the supply chain demand. But every time I go to different African spiritual stores, and there's quite a few in my local area, I have basically relegated myself to just calling now because i'm tired of going to the stores and they don't have bitter cola nut at this point sometimes i actually get people to ship it directly out of africa to me in other instances i might order some offline or what have you i don't necessarily like ordering it offline because i like to look at it um when i get it shipped from africa i know the people who are shipping it to me and they know what to look for so they know you know to to get quality nuts or what have you but either way it goes it's not something that's always easy to get right and this is one thing most other things i can get but not everything and I live in a, you know, pretty decent metropolitan area where it's easy to find quite a few things. I live in Phoenix, so I don't live in a rural area where it's difficult for me to really get to things, but some people do, and this is something to think about. And I am not even just referring to people in the United States here. So you may not even live in the U.S., even if you may be from the U.S. You may be living abroad somewhere where it is completely difficult for you to find these things, even for you to get them shipped to you. Now, that doesn't necessarily prohibit you from practicing because spirit understands and spirit will always make an alternative when there is no way to get certain things available to you but these are considerations to think about before you full-on embrace a spiritual practice because it can be frustrating at times i've been frustrated for a few weeks now not having access to you know colon nuts something that is very vital in the practice of ifa another question that you should likewise ask yourself is do you have the emotional and spiritual support that you need to practice so this is a topic in and of itself which i do plan to cover in this season however this is something that you should address before you fall on embracing african spiritual system oftentimes this is one of the reasons why i find that many people fall back from their spiritual practice because they don't have the emotional support or the spiritual support that they need in order to advance forward it's quite the opposite for many people they usually have a lot of pressure from their family and their friends to not go into african spiritual systems because they're considered to be demonic etc etc so they can oftentimes get a lot of pushback in this particular area and it's something to consider you may think you know hey i don't care what people say about me i'm gonna do what i want i'm an adult etc etc and that's all fine and good in theory until you put it into action and you begin to actually practice a an african spiritual system and you start dealing with all the paraphernalia the icons the altars etc etc that come with such a practice and if you live with other people you may have to deal with the way they feel about it which may not be the best in the world and so you may find yourself being torn between your spiritual system and 
what your what your family desires for you or what they won't even will or won't accept so it really depends on their like who you are even living with if you're living with your parents even as, as an adult you have to abide by their rules so they may not even allow those things in their home yes obviously you can still pray and meditate and communicate with your spirits but having the icons and the altars and things like that is a very important part of an african spiritual practice and if you don't have access to those things or if you deny access to those things it can be difficult for you so that's something to to really think about another dynamic is the spiritual support so what i mean by spiritual support is do you have a community of like-minded believers people that you can work with within your community to help you advance in your practice because everybody doesn't have that even though i live in an area like you know the phoenix metro area one thing it is that it is not replete with the type of resources that i need at least not open openly there are temples and communities here that are based on the ifa and the haitian voodoo systems however they are not open they're not easy to find and for me they haven't been the easiest in the world to connect with i don't live in one of those areas like new york or atlanta where you have deeper level communities of practitioners and believers in both of those two systems that i just mentioned that i practice within um not saying that it's impossible for you to practice without having those spiritual supports in place because i do i absolutely do but i have support in other ways i communicate with like-minded people um through other means but it's not easy all the time not having that support and so that is something that that i've gone through because i am literally the only person that was already in my social circle who practices within an african spiritual system actually two i practice within two african spiritual systems before i started practicing i didn't know anybody who did and so that is something that's very important for you to take into consideration whenever you are deciding to venture into such a practice so these are just some of the questions that you need to ask yourself whenever you're deciding to go down these this pathway i can say it's usually not a very easy yes or no conclusive answer for the average person it takes time as it should as it should if you have never practiced these systems before and you're coming into them especially into adulthood and definitely if you're doing it in later adulthood this is something to think about guys you don't want to just jump into such a system without really examining all of the things that are involved in it and figuring out whether it's truly right or wrong for you okay so with that being said i'm going to go ahead and close up this episode i hope this information has been helpful for you ashay please have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond guys